Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. Utter disbelief and utter outrage. It's like he's just going to get away with it is what it seems like right now. And it's appalling. I'm sorry. I, I really don't know what to say about it. It's, it's beyond words sometimes. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. A man in Georgia is charged with killing his fiancée back in January earlier this year. We're joined by Caitlin Ross from WXIA 11 in Atlanta, Georgia, to tell us about what happened and what's happening now with this case. There are some real concerns from the family and friends of the victim about the status of the the man charged in this case. Caitlin, tell me about what happened back in January. So what we know from police is that on Kelly Hoover's 36th birthday, they were asked to perform a welfare check at the couple's apartment in Roswell, Georgia, which is about 30 minutes outside of Midtown Atlanta. And they found Kelly Hoover shot to death on her 36th birthday. From there, they were looking for Jason Hall, who was her fiance. Jason Hall had allegedly fled the scene and went to his parents' house. Police were eventually able to track him down after he left his parents' house. And there was an hour-long standoff with police. He did eventually surrender to police and was arrested that night. And from there, we know he was in jail for about three weeks before he was assigned a public defender who filed a petition to get him bond. And he was granted bond and released on $100,000 security. And were there concerns about their relationship at the time that we knew of? So I did interview her ex-partner. She had been dating this man, Anton McFarland, for six years before she started dating Jason Hall. And he said as far as he knew, things were going pretty well between the two of them. He knew they had gotten engaged. But then he reported to me this really bizarre conversation that he had with Kelly about a month before she was killed, where She called him up and she said, if anything happens to me, will you take my dog? And he just thought that was really bizarre that she would kind of out of the blue ask him to take her dog. So he said that really raised some flags for him, even though he wasn't aware of issues within their relationship. And Caitlin, did Jason actually report to someone that night that there had been something wrong at the apartment, that something had gone wrong, or they had had a fight or something like that? So he had reported to his own family that he had gotten into a fight with Kelly. And I believe what he told police was that it was self-defense. All right. So, Caitlin, uh, this bond, did it immediately raise eyebrows? For his friends and family, it raised eyebrows immediately. And that was mainly because Jason Hall was not a stranger to police. He had been involved in a really acrimonious divorce, and police had been called a half a dozen times to try and mitigate issues between he and his ex-wife. And the really chilling part of this comes about 48 hours before Kelly Huber is shot and killed. Uh, There are a number of jurisdictions involved in this, so it does get a little bit confusing. But police in one city contacted police in another county 
and reported that Jason Hall's behavior toward his ex-wife was so erratic, they wanted police in that county to protect his ex-wife. So before the shooting happened, police had flagged this and said, there's something going on with this guy. We want to make sure that his ex-wife and children are safe. Okay, so just to clarify, this other case in another county and concerns there had to do with, uh, again, an ex-wife and not the current case we're talking about. Correct. So it was, um, Jason had kind of, according to the attorney for the ex-wife, had become delusional, was accusing accusing her of attempting to kill him. It's this really bizarre, complicated web of events that happened, but police were so concerned about his behavior that they're talking to another county saying, hey, I think you need to keep an eye out for this guy. Please protect his own children and his ex-wife from whatever he may do. All right, so tell us how this bond matter came to your attention. So initially, we started getting emails and phone calls from the family of Kelly Huber saying, this guy is accused of murdering her. There's no way he should be out on bond right now. And we took those concerns to criminal defense attorneys. And they told us that, yeah, you know, it's not often that alleged murderers are granted bond, but it does happen. Jenny Pitcher says she was floored when a Fulton County judge granted Jason Hall a $100,000 bond. It's like he's just going to get away with it is what it seems like right now. And it's appalling. She started a petition to get the judge to revoke the bond after she says she got no response from the court. Pitcher says she's frustrated he was still released. It's basically telling any other person who wants to commit a crime in Atlanta, well, if you do it in Fulton County, you'll probably get bond. But attorney Chinway Foster, who's not involved in the case, says it's within the judge's discretion to grant bond, even on a murder charge. That's what we have the justice system for. You go to trial, and if you're found guilty, you're going to be in jail. But that's not the purpose of bond. In Georgia, judges decide bond based on the four aspects known as the Alia factors. Under that criteria, a defendant is entitled to bond in a felony case unless the state can show the defendant is a significant flight risk, poses a significant danger to someone or property, is considered at risk of committing a felony before trial, or is considered at risk of intimidating witnesses. But what friends and family are arguing is that there was a history of criminal complaints against him. Police in one jurisdiction were so worried about his behavior, they alerted police in another jurisdiction. And they think the judge really should have taken more of that into consideration before granting bond. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Well, Caitlin, it, it would not be unfair to say the family and friends are outraged about what's going on. He's on house arrest, but they would certainly like to see him back behind bars. It is, and your word is perfect there, outraged, because that is the feeling and what they wrote on the petition, that this is an outrage, that Jason Hall would be allowed out on bond with so much of a history of behavior that should in their opinion, flag police, flag this judge, flag the DA to argue against Bond in this 
circumstance. And they tried to contact the judge. They tried to contact the DA. They actually made public records requests to get all of these complaints against Jason Hall. They made public records requests to get the email correspondence between two police jurisdictions. And they they said they tried to contact the DA with this and say, hey, you need to present this at trial. And when they didn't get a response from the court, that's when they started the petition, because they thought we've gone through all the appropriate channels. We've given them what we feel is evidence that should keep Jason Hall behind bars. And they weren't getting a response from the judicial system. So that's when they decided to take their petition online and try and get enough support to get the attention of the courts to hopefully have them make a change. Any reason why the judge, I mean, wouldn't look at the threat from another county? Have you gotten some explanation from the judicial system? Well, that's a great question because we don't know. We filed a number of public records requests with the district attorney, with the actual judge who made the decision on bond, and we haven't heard anything back. And that's really unusual. We have a good relationship with the judicial system here. We usually get responses on requests that we file, and to not hear anything back was bizarre. And so we included that in our reporting that we tried to get answers as to why the family felt like they needed to go through such extraordinary measures. And we didn't hear anything back. Kaylin, could a petition like this one change what's going on or what's happened? You know, I talked to a number of criminal defense attorneys who say this is an interesting strategy, but they're not really sure it's going to change anything. If it does change anything, it's the public perception of the case and the close eye they'll keep on the case. So one criminal defense attorney I spoke with who has worked with this judge in the past says, well, she may have granted bond. She will not hesitate to revoke it if he breaks any of the conditions of the bond. So he is under house arrest. We we did get some records indicating that he was able to go visit his mother in the hospital, but that was about it. He is to stay inside his house at all times. He's wearing an ankle monitor. And the criminal defense attorney I spoke with thinks that if he violates any of the conditions of this bond, he's going to be put back in jail pretty quickly. But the big question that a lot of the friends and family have is, when is this guy going to get his day in court? In Georgia, and I'm sure in a number of other states, there have been big holdups with the court schedules because of COVID. Uh, COVID-19 shut the court system down in Georgia from March until June. They really weren't hearing any criminal cases that weren't emergencies. And so they're concerned that this could drag on for years and that Jason Hall will be allowed to be out on bond, granted under house arrest wearing an ankle monitor, but out on bond for years before his case is heard in the court. All right, Caitlin Ross from WXIA in Atlanta, Georgia. Thanks for talking to us. Thank you for your time. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday, with new episodes. Be sure to let your friends and family know about The Daily Crime. We'll see you next time. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson.